back in the building. Uh, secondary perspective, first episode of the year with my dog JP. What it do, man? Yes, sir. We back. We back. You know, about to hit the ground running like we ha- like we always do, man. Glad to be back. Yeah, no doubt. Same here, man. How was uh? You know, I guess your off season. We took a little off season ourselves. We're used to getting a little time off. So you know, why not implement that in our real lives? <laughs> yeah, uh, off season was cool. Um, you know, you can only do so much when you got kids. You're on the kids' schedule now, so you're only allowed to do whatever uh, the kids' schedule allows you to do. But you know, it took a lot of time to yeah. kind of get things in order. Now that we're um, in the midst of the the COVID era, so we kind of know how to handle all that type of stuff. But right. uh, it was a good summer, a uh, hot summer, but good summer. Kids in school uh, started back school. Everybody's in school, not virtual this year, so. Me and the wife happy to have some uh, a couple hours of free time during the day now, but yeah. our one year old is starting to yeah. he's starting to take over the house. Man. It's, it's yeah, it's getting <laughs> it's getting hectic. He'll be two uh, he'll be two next month, so he's already hit that terrible two stage. So it's a little hectic right now in the house. And I always what about ask, you guys? We've been good, man. The summer's been great. I always ask the question like. Why the ter- why do they call it the terrible twos? You know, because I thought like terrible two was like okay, they're bad at two. <laughs> And then at right. three, it gets better. Then at four, it gets better. But, like, it's terrible, too. It must mean, like, it's about to get terrible from here on out. Because I don't see the the point of where they're getting better as they get older. <laughs> well, I know with ours, uh, he's talking now. He can count, do all this stuff that, yeah. you know, not really, I guess, normal for a one-year-old to do. So he kind of has a little attitude about himself. So oh, we've man. hit the stage to where when he gets pissed <laughs> off. He'll fall out on the floor, kick his feet, throw yeah. stuff like he already almost broke a couple windows by throwing golf balls and stuff oh, like that man. at the door. Yeah, we ain't reached a yeah. whole new level, man. No and, doubt. Uh, we get there, you too. know, I've never I, I haven't whooped my kids. You know, okay. I leave that to the wife. I nice. haven't put my hands on my kids at all. But this one right here, I'm yeah. telling you, he, he is pushing <laughs> bring him in the room. Like he, re- he really wants me to uh, tap him a couple of times. But it's, it's a lot of fun, though. No doubt, man. <laughs> yeah. Our summer was good as well, man. As you know, we uh, got got the, the new one as well. She'll be one uh, in a couple of days on the 14th. Miss Taylor. Um, she's acting like she's two. Um, she's wearing all of Hunter's clothes. So it's just, it's a shame. We got a four year old and an almost one year old and all the clothes, the four year old takes off. We just put them on the one year old. Like she can what literally you, wear them. What y'all feeding her? What y'all feeding her? Man, house, literally man? it was just, it, literally it was liquid gold for a while. You know, she was nine months of straight liquid gold till we took the trip to Mexico. Um, and then we, you know, we weaned her off and, you know, she's been a little salmon, a little potato, you know, a little, you know, let's mashed up corn, things here and there, man. But she's anything and everything now for real. If we got something what, what, on our plate, she want it. What Lil Wayne say in the Carter? They they tell me I'm gaining weight. I tell oh, them I'm getting, getting paid. paid. <laughs> that, 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 that's her right there. <laughs> they, no doubt. She eating good. No doubt. That's going That's gonna be her, her 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 motto, her theme song for sure, man. You were talking about the kids, uh, and let, let's go ahead and just jump into this thing and transition. Um, you're you're having a lot of fun with the boys, I'm sure. Man, let me tell you, coaching youth football. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a breeze. Listen, no doubt. they got me in there. Listen, I had to wake up yesterday morning, man. I had to write play cards. I had to do the script. No doubt. I had to do all this stuff to get ready for practice. So it's kind of it's kind of like putting me back in that mode of being on the sideline. So it's been a lot of fun, man. I got a, uh, a bunch of ten, nine and 10-year-olds that really enjoy the game. And it's a lot of their first times playing. So oh, half wow. the team, this is their first time playing football. So just to have a, I guess, a, a large number of kids, you know, with a, a clean surface as far as I get to really instill some fundamentals and 
discipline and, and you know all the the aspects of football that you need it's been a, it's been a lot of fun but trust me that's why my voice sounds a little raspy <laughs> right now uh yesterday you know we had um we had our our I guess Wednesday type practice, you know, tough yeah. type practice yesterday. Okay, you know, and I'm out there screaming, just trying to, you know, set the culture, no just doubt. to let them know what we need to get done. And then today I'm gonna be all happy, you know, positive and doing all this type of stuff. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun, you know. A lot of kids think they can play quarterback, and they're really delaming. A lot of kids think they can play. Speaking of quarterback, receiver. I need to see that quarterback's birth certificate. Uh, that's, that's a big that's kid. Levi Randolph. Man, that's, Levi. That's, that's the Randolph kid, uh, the Randolph for Alabama. Okay, yeah. You got. That's yeah. his little brother. Okay. That's his little brother right there. So um, Shout out to him, Roll Tide. Man, a, a funny story. So every practice, the whole team is damn near Alabama fans, except for maybe about four of them. Right. So uh, before the Alabama-Miami game, it was a couple people that was going to go to Atlanta, you know, to see the, the team play or whatnot. So I'm, you know, talking trash as I do. And I'm joking with them. And I'm like, yeah, if Ala, if Miami beats them, you guys going to have to do 100 up-downs, blah, 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 blah. But if Alabama wins, I'll do whatever y'all want me to do. No lie. The, the next um, Tuesday was our practice. They came and before they even said hello. Coach, you got up-downs. I told you Miami wasn't ready for us. I told you we was going to do this. We was going to do that. <laughs> so I had to do uh, – they actually made me run three laps around the field um and, and it was nobody time. recorded so, that man i told them to bring their phones it. nobody nobody Dang. recorded it but uh, a lot of fun a lot of fun these guys these i guess 2010 babies yeah no no yeah 2010 babies they was born 2010 and up uh they're big alabama fans but they don't even know the half of the story and none of that so it's been a lot of fun man a lot of fun no doubt definitely definitely don't know the story at all um I, i'm sure that's been a lot of fun like you said you know coaching your sons as well and but all the, all the other young men um i know they're they're having a blast too you know I, I could only imagine getting coached by a former you know uh auburn tiger you know and professional athlete you know, uh, that, that probably means a lot to those guys. So I'm um, a big commends to you uh, in, in the program. What's the name of the team, man? What, what are y'all? What are y'all? Uh, it's the 10 U Madison Knights. Madison, Madison Knights. Knights. Okay. Yeah, I like Madison the Madison Knights. Knights. Madison yes. Knights. <laughs> so two of the two of the players went to Auburn and I randomly saw him at Tiger Walk. Okay. And no lie. So one of the players, his name Brayden, he comes up to practice yesterday. He was like, so I really didn't know that you were a retired NFL player. So everything <laughs> you tell me now, I'm going to listen to you. And I was just like, that's what it took? I said, that's what it took for you. Does to he not have a social media? Did yeah, he not so look he you up? Just looking, he said, my dad, you know, we're big Auburn fans. And when I saw you at the game doing the media stuff and all that, yeah. he said, it didn't really register me that you played in the NFL. He said, so I'm going to start listening to you now. And I was just uh, like, hey, I appreciate it. Got that credibility, man. Got them stripes. Got them stripes. Hilarious, hilarious. Uh, speaking on a little bit of history, you said the guys don't really even know half of the history um, in terms of Alabama, Auburn, any of that. I wanted to actually give a shout out uh, and actually pay my respects to uh, some of the history from Alabama. Um, actually, not the University of Alabama, but he played it at USC, but has a lot to do with uh, the integration of uh, Alabama and, you know, uh, black athletes. And that's Sam Cunningham. Man, I remember in 1970. Uh, when he came and well, I don't remember. I recall watching the videos myself and and being a part of, you know, the different stories that you hear. But uh, them coming in and them dominating, you know, the University of Alabama the way that they did in 1970. Uh, and, you know, and Bear Bryant uh, already having, you know, one African-American on the team, but he's on the freshman team. But no African-American ever had been on the varsity squad. Um, and I think, you know, that game ended up, you know, doing a lot of convincing to get. 
you know, guys in the building, you know, like myself uh, along the way. So I, I want to salute Sam, you know, not for just uh, playing football, but, you know, having a, a big staple and in, 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 in a big state, you know, and in, in what's happening now and, and how the University of Alabama looks and, and all the other college universities look across the country, man, because that was a big pivotal game in the South. No, for sure. And he's the reason for that integration and everything that happened with uh, the University of Alabama and the football team and Bear Bryant, seeing that close up and, and personal, uh, it kind of changed the aspect, especially for the African-Americans that were getting recruited um, in the state. You know, it, it kind of allowed you to start going to those bigger universities. And uh, he was definitely the forefront of mm -hmm. that, you know, coming all the way from the West Coast West to Coast. show boys in the South how to play football. So, um, you know, I know he uh, just passed. So, you know, my he respects knows. to his family, mm -hmm. uh, but he definitely left his legacy and left a mark on, on college football itself uh, going forward. So no doubt. No doubt. Let's jump into a little uh, football. Thank you, Sam. God rest in peace. So what you think about the weekend, man? Let's go straight to the Bama, Bama Miami game, man. I was uh, can't say I was surprised to see such a big win, but at the same time, I was because we, you know, have young players on offense per se at key positions, the quarterback. Um, but Bryce played played very well, man. Um, he did. What, what were your thoughts? Uh, I heard, uh, I saw on Twitter, um, I was following the game, watching it and, you know, following everybody's comments on Twitter. And I saw somebody post it. Well, you know, Alabama, the same throne, just a bunch of new dragons. And that's, ba <laughs> that's basically what you saw. You mean, I mean, I remember last year watching these guys play and then you see a bunch of the young guys get in late. Uh, get some playing time there when uh, games were out of hand. And you can only just imagine what they were thinking at that time. Like, hey, next year is going to be our time. And yep. now it's their time. And they, they put the world on notice. I mean, again, you got a bunch of new faces, new names that you're still trying to know their name. But, you know, they let everybody know that, you know, with this season going forward, there's no drop off at any position. And they might be even more, I guess, sound overall because now you got a defense that Man. was young last year that right. everybody was complaining about saying it's not the top tier defense or mm -hmm. the old defense of Bama. Now you got all those young guys who's veterans now and they've seen it all. You know, they've done everything and seen it all at a young age and it can only get scarier going here forward. So uh, they look great. You know, I thought Miami was going to give them a better fight. Bryce Young played well. That million dollars might not be enough. Right. Probably got another million <laughs> after this weekend. But uh, I think he has I mean, a podcast, they said, man. It's going to be coming it, out on Tuesday. Yeah, with J-Boy, the J-Boy show. Yeah. And, uh, Colin Hurd, uh, shout out to J-Boy. He used to be a coach at Auburn um, a few years ago and a big Auburn fan himself, but covers the entire SEC, does a good job. And I'm going to definitely try to get him on our show going forward uh, as well. But uh, he, he let me know about that a few weeks ago. It was in the works. So just to see that. And I want to say Michi is one of them. I know Bo Nix. Uh, he signed the deal as well as one of uh, the guys that's going to be on that, uh, not on Bryce's show, but is going to have their own type show as well. Nice. But it's crazy the money that's out there uh, right now. Like Bryce Young has his own podcast and he's on one of the biggest platforms that you can possibly be with Colin Hurd and those guys. So, I mean, it's just crazy to see everything that's going on right now and uh, with the NIL and everything. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, back to your question, Alabama looked like Alabama. Yeah, they did, man. I mean, 
consistent and, you know, complimentary all the way across the board, even from the field goals. Like Will Reichert was 100%, you know, defensively, like you said. Uh, Will Anderson, you talking about a young name, you know, last year played well, but now, man, that first game was just dominant. Like he may be, you know, SEC defensive player of the year. This guy's going to be a top 10 pick for sure. Um, nah, at some point, yeah, he can play. But um, it's crazy. I like, like, I like what you touched on as well. The NILs and, and you know how these guys are now getting opportunity to, you know, cash in on their likeness. You know, the university and, and everybody else is is making money. Um, you know, I don't see you know what's the issue with these young guys getting that opportunity too. Um, I think you know having the right structure around them. You know, keeping their head solid to know that hey, this isn't the final level. You know, don't get too caught up in it and not make it to the next level where you're really trying to go. Um, but, you know, I definitely think, you know, it's a good thing and it, it forces guys to grow up younger. Um, and I think that's also a good thing. You know, take responsibility, you know, understand what's out there um, in terms of marketing and business wise, um, because, you know, you're not just a football player. You're a business you know, person. Uh, so I think it's, it's really, really dope, man. So Alabama looked like Alabama and still staying at top at number one. Did you watch any other games outside the SEC? <laughs> <laughs> uh I did. I watched the, the the Georgia obviously I went to the Auburn Akron, but uh I watched the the Georgia Clemson game and it was probably, you know us defensive guys. I yeah. know everybody liked the high scoring game, but that game kind of reminded me of, you know, the Alabama LSUs from back in the day a few years ago when you know the seven threes, the you know, all those low scoring type games. And um that's what it reminded me of. And just watching Georgia's defense. Man. I mean, and I'm talking just dominant because, you know, Clemson, these are not yeah, like just some regular guys. Like, no, nah, they've been Clemson. there. Clemson is, is right. on the same level as Alabama and everybody else. Right, no doubt. And just seeing Georgia come out, you know, week one and, and get pressure like they did with just four. Man. You know, those guys were just causing havoc. And uh, I saw uh, Jim Nagy, uh, the senior director of the Senior Bowl, he had tweeted out, I'm going to just send a bus to Georgia and just tell everybody to just get in and come to the <laughs> Senior Bowl because that's how much talent they have. And the same with Clemson's defense. Clemson's defense played well. They did. You know, just as good as Georgia's. But it just, if you watch the game, it just looked like Georgia dominated from play one until it was done, even though it was a close game. Man, then this um, pick six right here. Talk about that, man, playing the slot position and, and what he saw there. Man, he saw that blitz coming, and I know Kirby and Muschamp and those guys told him, you get inside, it's going to be a slant. He's going to throw it right to you. You know how those practices be when they yeah. tell you, hey, this blitz coming, this is the hot, just trust it. And he played it well, kind of disguised it a little bit. You see him hop inside right there, and as soon as he saw the slant break, he took off. And those are the ones that you practice, and I'm pretty sure he had that same rep in, in uh, practice during the week, and he picked it off during practice. And I mean, that just shows you the discipline and the, the attention to detail that this Georgia defense played with this past weekend. No, I agree, man. That, that defense was uh, was ferocious. It was exciting to watch uh, as an Alabama fan just to see it in, in general. Uh, good defense, um, you know, guys getting after the passer on time with their blitzes like right here. Um, you know, I definitely think they had a game. Man. Oh, my gosh, he had a game. <laughs> I think they showed themselves, you know, you know, as, as the, the, the next team behind Alabama, you know, that's going to be, you know, sitting at the pinnacle when it's all said and done and deciding who's going to be, you know, national champion this year if they can, you know, keep this pace from week one. Um, and also, man, just the running backs, man, it was just a physical game all the way around, you know. Um, but I'm looking forward to, to seeing, you know, hopefully Georgia keeping it going and, and another uh, massive 
you know, showdown against against Bama at some point in, in Atlanta like we had a few years ago. So that, that would be nice to see. Um, no, for sure. Uh, I do think that Georgia's offense is going to have to, you know, find a, a little bit more rhythm in the passing game. I yeah. know I saw something um, where people were saying Easton could be a little hurt, and maybe that was the reason why the passing game wasn't going as it should. But uh, they're definitely going to have to throw the ball because – like you said, if they're if they're potentially thinking that it could be an Alabama Georgia SEC champion uh, matchup, they got the score. You know, you, yeah, you're not just gonna be able to just run the ball to beat Alabama. You're gonna have to put up some points. So they're gonna have to score. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Speaking of scoring, man, you guys scored a lot of points this weekend. Uh, you know, what was your thoughts? Uh, getting an opportunity to see, you know, the new head coach and you know the new Auburn Tigers. You know, 2021 physical at the point of attack. Man, so uh, I got I got to Auburn that Friday morning, uh, had a lunch and I had to speak at with, you know, Alan Green, the AD and Coach Harson, the head coach. And uh, when we were at the luncheon, man, he was just talking about the type of team that 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 we were that we were going to see. You know, mm -hmm. he said we were going to be a, um, detail oriented. He said we're going to be physical. He said it, we were going to look like one heartbeat, one type team. And then going to the game and just seeing it in person, man, it just looked different. Yeah, and I know it was Akron, but we did what we were supposed to do. Right. You know, the defense looked dominant. The offense looked dominant. Bo went 20 for 22, I think, for 270, uh, three touchdowns. Like we did what we were supposed to do. We looked physical. Guys were celebrating with one another. There was no arguing on the sideline. The coaches were coaching everybody up. I mean, Bo Nix threw like a 40-yard seam touchdown pass that he threw kind of late on his back foot while everybody's celebrating. Harson is ripping him on the sideline about his mechanics. Mm -hmm. So those are the type of things that I think is going to be the difference this year is just the attention to detail and expectation level because Harson's not one of those guys that's, a, I guess, a crowd pleaser. He don't really care about what other people think, what the fans are saying, what social media are saying. Mm -hmm. You know, he got a system that he believes in and he got a culture that he believes in, and that's what he's going to preach and that's what he's going to do. So just seeing it in person, seeing it live after seeing everybody, they bought into his style of coaching and the culture. Uh, man, I'm excited. Uh, we got Penn State. We got Alabama State this week. Yeah. And then got to go to Penn State next yeah. week. And uh, that's that'll be the game that we can really see what we're all about. Uh, but I'm excited after what I saw uh, versus Akron. Like I said, I know it was Akron, but we actually went out there and did what we were supposed to do without a question or concern of uh, being there because you know, no, no disrespect to Gus. I'm a Gus fan. I'm a Gus guy. He's doing a great job so far at UCF. But these are the type of games we would have started and went down 7-0 quick in the first quarter just went by, mm -hmm. you know, and we're down. You know, it would have been one of those type of situations. So just seeing us start fast and finish fast, you know, I was just excited. No, I agree, man. Um, I thought you guys, you know, like you said, came out and did what you were supposed to do. Um, it looked like it was just a different – spark and energy to the ball club than what you've seen in the past couple of years. Um, you know, Coach Harson, you know, he's came in from day one and he's been, you know, very blunt about, you know, his approach and what he expected and what was going to happen. Um, so it, it is good to see. I, I think, you know, you guys being dominant, being a very good team and us being dominant, a very good team only makes college football better and it makes that rivalry game even better. So I'm going to be excited to see, you know, how both teams, you know, matriculate and grow. Uh, throughout this season, man. Um, so definitely a big win. I think week three is uh, that big week for everybody. You know, y'all go to Penn State. We're going on the road to Florida, you know, so it's going to be, you know, a big week in the SEC all the way around uh, and get an opportunity to get be challenged and see how, how, how deep we really are 
uh, as a conference, man. Man, the the wild wild west is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, um, man. I, I, I think Ole Miss, Miss is gonna be good. Bit. Yeah, Listen, I know. Ole Miss, and Ooh. I was, and I know everybody's concerned, like was concerned about Ole Miss's defense. Everybody knew about the offense, you yeah. know, especially off of last year when they played Bama. You know, took Bama to the wire, totally, and, and just pin up points all year long. They got probably one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC in the no and, and the country, the country. Yeah, um, but my thing with that Ole Miss game, Louisville game. It's just seeing the defense play with the energy that they play with. It yeah. just looked like a completely different vibe, different team. Like they were confident, like we know we're good and we're going to play like we're good. So I'm excited to see what Ole Miss is going to do this year. I know Mississippi State struggled a little bit, came back and won. LSU lost, obviously, to uh, UCLA. Uh, and I think Coach O is about to be on the hot seat. No doubt. Uh, pretty, pretty soon. But you I saw think Ty, he came out with a wild. Ty came out, you know, he was very, very upset. Uh, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. Uh, was yeah. quoted, you know, just saying that, that, that he was uh, not happy with the the effort, you know, the energy, the, the the attention to detail, you know, losing leverage, you know, just small things that that's, you can see that uh, points to, you know, coaching and have they been told these things. And that's what it seemed like. It wasn't the fact that UCLA beat them. I mm -hmm. mean, anybody can be, get beat on any Saturday. You're on the road. It's a West Coast game. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of factors that can play into, you know, the reason why you lost. Mm -hmm. But to me, how they look, like like you said, leverage, MAs everywhere, guys not finishing plays. Like, it just didn't look like your LSU teams that we're normally accustomed to seeing. Yeah, and speaking of looking like teams that we're not accustomed to seeing, I know both of these teams won. They are in the top ten. Um, but Ohio State and Minnesota, man, uh, a dogfight, le legit dogfight. Um, what were your thoughts, you know, kind of on this game? Did you get a chance to watch much of it? I was surprised that it was as close as it was, but – Man, Minnesota's going to be a tough team up there in the Big Ten if they keep playing as physical as they played this one. Yeah, man. And uh, the the one thing I will say is I wasn't surprised that Minnesota played as well. Just off, I remember um, last year, I think it was last year, we played uh, Minnesota in the Capital One Bowl. Mm, and they okay. ended up beating us. And that's when I was just like, man, this Minnesota team is legit. Like, yeah. got a great coach, great system. They play hard they're tough they're physical so i knew going into this game minnesota wasn't going to be scared of ohio state or that ohio state name wasn't going to mean yeah. something to them because you're talking about a, a a big 10 opponent like these guys are looking at it like we need to be one and oh in our conference no doubt that's what we need to get to so it seemed like this was like a week six week seven type field right type game and um, and and I thought it was a great game to to kick off college football. Mm -hmm. It just put that excitement back in the air. We thought we was gonna see a huge upset. Yeah, uh, week one definitely so it was thought. Fun. It. But just looking at Ohio State, it didn't look bad yeah. per se, considering it it was week one. But it right. didn't look Ohio Stateish. I agree. If that makes sense. And they got a young uh, quarterback. Young quarterback too. Got a, too, got true got a young, talented quarterback. Yeah. Uh, of course they got. Two of the best wide receivers in the country, a good running game. But defensively, mm -hmm. I thought the corners were chasing more than I've ever, mm. you know, seen Ohio State corners chase. Yeah. Uh, they were beat a lot. And it just shows you that I think they got some work to do and some stuff they got to clean up on the defensive side of the ball. Because I do believe their offense is going to get things clicking. Like you said, a young quarterback, yeah. just give them another week better. or two. Yeah, yeah he played play better in the second half for sure. Yeah, but defensively, I think they got some things they got to clear up for sure. I agree. I agree. Another close matchup. Oklahoma came out dominating in the first half and winning at halftime, and I guess they was drinking that I'm too good juice, <laughs> whatever it is, and fell asleep, man, and scored three points in the second half um, and almost almost gave up this game, man. So 
What were your yeah. thoughts on that? Just just went to sleep at halftime, you thinking? Because they showed that they were a more dominant team in the first half. I think it was Oklahoma that we're just used, used to, to seeing. seeing. Yeah. I mean, I know <laughs> they I are know who we thought your they Baker are. Baker Mayfields, your, your Kyler Murrays, they did their things. But yeah. I think this is who Oklahoma is. Like, when it's clicking, it's clicking. When mm-hmm. it's bad, it's bad. Mm. Uh, I, I like uh, Spencer Rattler's talent i think he has tremendous talent i think he has a great arm and all that but some of the decision making i'm just like man like why would you throw that ball yeah why would you do this or do that and i think sometimes guys just depend on depend on their talent too much and not the scheme you know um mm. it's the coach's job to put put their talented guys where they need to be to succeed in the scheme yeah. and i think sometimes watching oklahoma <laughs> It's more so of, hey, you're just faster than this guy. Go beat him. A talent thing rather than the scheme. And I think in that second half, you saw that. Tulane made adjustments, and they came out firing. And I think Oklahoma didn't do anything. Just thought they were going to come back out in the game and uh, continue to handle business. And they found themselves in a dogfight. Man, a legit dogfight. Um, and, and, and even in this first quarter, it's a dogfight, as I see here. I know it was you know much bigger <laughs> margin at halftime. Um, but like you said, man, just – Oklahoma of Oklahoma, uh, just same same issues uh, that you see a lot of the time. They they they, they are they're inconsistent. They're J.R. Smith of football. If they're hot, they're hot, <laughs> and if they're cold, they're cold. They're cold um, for it. sure. Speaking of hot and cold, um, this rookie quarterback situation in the NFL. If you were to pick, <laughs> who are you hot on, and who are you cold on this year out of these five guys? And we know uh, three of them are starting. I'm pretty sure. Um, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence all have been voted starters. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then not Tra- yeah. And then Trey Lance and Justin Fields are scheduled to be backups right now. Right. Um, who are you hot and who are you cold on out of these five? And and I guess give me. A, I don't. You ain't got to give me a why, but just who are you hot and cold on? Man, I am hot on Zach Wilson. Okay. I actually, I actually won the believer out of college I agree. Um, but after seeing him in the preseason seeing his mechanic just seeing how easy he make it look, it look yeah. it, like he makes it look very easy like his arm talent the way he can throw the ball at different angles and um you know with his feet not even being set mm-hmm. and then it seems like he has like this presence about him like this serious presence about him to where he control like he's in control of mm-hmm. everything and, uh, and I think that he's going to give the Jets a lot of confidence, and I think they're going to win some games. But outside of that, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence uh, is is the one rookie quarterback that I don't want to say is set up to fail, but he yeah. I think he's going to have growing pains more so than anybody. Mac Jones, I think, is in the, the best system for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you look at Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, uh, as far as in the OC and what what the Patriots do, mm-hmm. not with Cam, not when the the offense was with Cam Newton, but right. what the Patriots do as when Tom Brady was yeah, their quarterback, getting the ball maker. out quick, yeah. timing routes, um, you know, hitting the tight ends, you know, just all those type things. Mac Jones does that, you know, he he has a real good feel of the offense. And word on the street was he was. Try uh, helping Cam with the playbook, and that was one of the reasons why mm. he ended up winning that winning that starting job. But I do think Mac Jones is going to be successful and have a great first year. Um, ready to see him, Tua, and Zach Wilson all in the same conference start that rivalry with yeah, these young QBs. It's going to be sweet to see. But uh, I do think um, 
Zach Wilson and Mac Jones got the biggest, biggest upside parts this year. But, you know, of course, Justin Fields is going to see the field at some point. And uh, we know Trey Lance is going to see the field at some point. But as of right now, I think Zach Wilson and Mac Jones got, you know, the, the hotter the, season, the hot, the hotter season just yeah. because they're at the at the helm right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you there. And then out of those two, um, I, I'm going to lean with my Bama guy just like maybe because I saw him in person. Um, I knew that he was going to transition and, and play well. You know, a lot of guys have asked me, man, what do you think between him, you know, Tua and Jalen? I was like, man, you know, I know he had a lot of talent last year, but it was just something about his decision making. Like it seemed like he just knew where to go with the ball, you know, after the play fake, before the pre-snap, like he could just read it and predict it. And, and he's always been very, very intelligent just being around him in the locker room. Um, but it was just uh, he was always just needing that build and I think that confidence to to get out there and, and just do it because he was always a, a joker as well. You know what I'm saying? That's his nickname. Mm-hmm. He, he likes to have fun. Um, so I think that kind of held him back initially from the competition when those other guys was there, too. But he always had a special talent. So I, I, I'm hot on Mac. I think, you know, that decision, like you said, he's in Bill Belichick's system. They need a guy that can make the right decisions, get the ball out right. of his hands, um, just like Tom Brady um, and, and not, you know, Try and force a play. You know, I'll take the check down, let the running back, let Sonny Michelle do what he does. Um, Zach Wilson as well, man. Special talent. I didn't get a chance to watch him much um, in the preseason. I watched a few highlights that I saw, um, and, and, and those were spectacular um, from what I've seen. So I definitely am interested to see what he brings to that table. Uh, I, I think, just like you said, with Jacksonville, man, Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle uh, down there uh, just because of the, the environment he's, he's in. Um, I'm not sure Urban Meyer is the right guy for the job, um, you know, even though he has the job. Um, and I'm just a little confused at why Andy Dalton's starting in, in Chicago. Yeah, you know. we did, let's talk about that for a yeah, second. Yeah, Because I want to, I know you, Coach Shoddy. You know, we've always called you Coach Shoddy, Baby Saban, so many <laughs> nicknames on references to coaches. So if, if, if you're Matt Nagy mm-hmm. and before, like, let's just say Justin Fields hasn't been drafted yet. So you you've signed Andy Dalton to kind of be your guy right. this offseason. So this whole offseason, you've been training and preparing for Andy Dalton because you didn't know which of these quarterbacks you was going to possibly get in the draft. And you didn't know how they were going to perform right. as far as in your system and how they look. So you get Justin Fields, who's an athletic freak, who has an arm, who can, uh, you know, extend plays with his leg, do things that you can't coach, right. you know, make a, a bad play into a good play type deal. And then he goes in the preseason and he has a decent preseason. But you do see like a lot of people were uh, kind of bashing Matt Nagy for the decision he made. But I kind of understand it a little bit, even though I would pick Justin Fields as my starter. You do see in the preseason Justin Fields have a couple miscues as far as setting the protection the right way and mm-hmm. things of that way where he almost got himself killed a couple times. Yeah. So that I think with Matt Nagy's decision, obviously he sees Justin Fields every day. They're putting in tough situations in practice every mm-hmm. day. And I think that prop that had to be one of the big reasons why he had to start Andy Dalton to start the season, just from an insurance standpoint, Andy knows the checks. He knows what to do. You got a good defense. Andy's always been a guy that's going to manage a game. He's never going to just win the game for you, but he's a good game manager. You know, I mean, he had a successful career in Cincy. We're not just going to sit here and act like Andy Dalton is a a bum by any means. I mean, the guy was a top uh, pick for a reason as well. For sure. Um, 
So what would you do in that situation? Knowing Justin Fields still got to learn, got some learning things to do as far as learning the system, as far as just protecting himself, not talent. We yeah. all know he can make every throw and uh, he can do some of those things. But as far as just protection in itself, uh, we know he has some some things that he has to learn. So what would you do as a coach if, if you're Matt Nagy? Yeah, um, you know, it, it's a tough one because, like you said, you know, you got a guy that you drafted early, um, has the talent. Um, but he did make a few mistakes early on, and I guess it's kind of like, you know, how does he grow without getting the opportunity to get put in the fire? Um, but like you said, you know, at practice, you know, that's the best time to grow where you don't have to take those hits and take those injuries. Um, I like uh, – I would have took Justin Fields as well as my starter. I would have I made the decision. Um, I would have rolled with him. Um, but I do understand Matt Nagy's uh, decision, and I, I understand it from a different standpoint. Like you said, as, as being a secondary – uh, player being a safety you know now you're preparing for Andy Dalton but at the, in the back of your mind you're also thinking like there's a different set of plays that's going to happen now yeah. when Justin Fields comes in the game so now there's two sets of preparations that I'm having to have as a as a DC you know as a as a safety in my head you know I'm having to think okay you know the quarterback's in the game but sometimes you may just get lost in 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 everything that's going on and not even remember that Justin Fields just checked in for this snap you know and they hit you with a zone read for for 12 right. or or some type of RPO that you weren't expecting to get from Andy Dalton because that's not the type of plays that he's going to be running. So I can kind of see Matt Nagy's, uh, you know, viewpoint here and, and, and kind of easing Justin Fields into it. Um, but for me, you know, uh, I think if you trade up, you, you make a decision that I'm, I'm, I'm investing in this guy. Um, and, you know, he's showing you that he can get the job done. I know he's had some issues there. I think it also comes down to, you know, as a coach as well, you know, there's been times where I've been on teams to where, you know, the center uh, made the protection calls, you know. Yeah. So it yep. isn't always on the quarterback. So, you know, for us, as, us as, as GMs and coaches is to get the best players on the field and then make the best, you know, uh, chances and opportunities for them to play well. So maybe there were some more adjustments that could be happen could happen there. But, you know, we don't know that roster, and I'm not sure exactly you know who that guy would be without looking at it in depth so like you said being someone from the outside and Matt Nagy being the coach you have to think he made the best decision for himself obviously because he's on this is it like if they don't win this yeah. year you know we we moving on so you know it, this is his opportunity or, or boom or bust bro <laughs> all right second question mm -hmm. do you believe a two quarterback system can work in the NFL because I do think that Justin Fields is going to have a package of play. Like, he's just mm -hmm. not going to sit on the bench. I do think that he's going to get in the game and have some type of play uh, package to where, you know, he can uh, give the offense sparks or whatnot. But do you think a two-quarterback system can work? Um. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think I think we're professionals. Um, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all getting paid to do what we do. And I think, you know, we've seen it work, you know, on the college level. Um, it's definitely something that's becoming a more traditional, you know, thing that, that, that's getting done uh, out there. You want to find that one guy that can do it all. But, I, you know, you're starting to see more teams do it. Uh, the, the Not the Patriots, but the, the Saints, you know, with Drew Brees and, and Taysom yeah. Hill um, did a really good job of doing it with, you know, the, their, their switch up. So I think it all comes down to the maturity level and just understanding of what we're trying to do. And I think at the NFL, 
it would be easier than doing it at college. College, there's a lot of egos. There's a lot of young guys involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be tough to get those guys to buy in the split net time. But in NFL, it's kind of like you buy in or we're going to cut you. So it's like, do you want to make a check or do you want to <laughs> do you, you want to just go home? You right. make your 14 million and play 14 snaps or do you want to play no snaps and go home? So I think you get guys to buy in and, and if it's the best thing and system for them to win, I think it can work with the right, you know, quarterback and, and, and right system and right coaches like we saw, you know, with the Saints in New Orleans. That's a good point because uh, they did have a good package for for Tatum Hill over there with the Saints. That's mm-hmm. a great point. Great quick, point. quick question: You you mentioned on the second that you were like, man, Alabama with uh with uh my man Mac Jones versus Tua. I just saw today, which is which was a little alarming to me, um, but Tua wasn't voted a captain. Second year mm. as a quarterback. Um, what does that say to you? You know, and what are your thoughts about it? Brian Flores kind of just fluffed it off and didn't you know make much of it, but. Us being in a locker room, being around the team, you know, knowing that quarterback position, you know, not voted a captain, you know, this for your second year. I, I, I'm a little concerned about that. For, for me, I'm concerned. Um, and I'm not sitting here going to I'm going to say that, you know, Tua is a knucklehead in the exactly. locker room. I agree. Or he, he has a personality that guys don't like. I think everybody probably loves Tua. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But some guys. Or just not your natural born lead. Some guys yeah. don't like that role. They'll yeah. they'll rather just show you. You mm-hmm. know, be the, be the guy that I'm gonna show up every Sunday, and y'all know what I'm gonna get. I'm not a talker. I don't want to have that responsibility. Even though traditionally we look at the quarterback position as the leaders of the team, mm-hmm. the, the the guy that everybody's gonna follow. Um, so for him in his second year, and with him being the starter of the team. Uh, and everybody knows the team is only going to go so far as a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you're not going to win. Like, it is impossible. Uh, so to, just to know that Tua is leading this team and the guys did not select him as the team captain, it does, you know, alarm me a little bit. I don't want to say it alarms me on level 10. Right. But like a two, three, four-ish, yeah, I'm yeah. a little concerned because going forward, you're going to need your quarterback to speak up in certain situations. You know how it is when adversity hits no doubt. and uh, certain things hit. I mean, everybody looks to one person for Facts. that leadership and those roles. So a uh, little alarm, alarming to me, especially with the offseason. I mean, you had the Xavier wanted to get up out of there and, mm. you know, all those type things going on. So a little alarming, but I'm not overly concerned uh, if that makes makes sense because if Tua goes out there and does his thing and he balls won't nobody even be talking about the captain anyway no doubt everybody's just going to be looking at Tua as it's his team regardless no no doubt and I think he's going to go out and ball and play well you know I thought he had you know tremendous talent here um but you know like you said two three uh range in terms of just being alarming that you know he's not the 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 captain because normally everything is such a political thing anyway like if he's a starting quarterback he's going to be the captain no matter what so you know that, that that's kind of an interesting one there for me um, jumping into this, man, before we get out of here, we got to we gotta talk about tonight's game uh, with the Bucks and the Cowboys in the NFL, man. We got our first NFL game kicking off tonight uh, with the, you know, former Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. versus the Dallas Cowboys, man. What are your thoughts on uh, tonight's game? Dak back in the saddle, you know, getting listen, his chance again. What are, what are you thinking, listen, man? Um, like, I have again, some predictions Coach Shotty, here. Baby Saban, do you recall – when we played the Packers 2014 and 15, um, I mean, what was it, 14 when we played them twice within three weeks towards the end of the year? Yeah, that was uh, 
It's 14 or 15. Yeah, 14 or 15. All right. So Mike McCarthy, remember their system. We we never like we knew when they lined up in this certain certain situation if, or if this guy motioned or whatever the case may be, what what routes were coming. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't a difficult system, system. Uh, to kind of get a beat on. It was just more so of the town. You got Aaron Rodgers and right. you got Devontae Adams. You got Randall Cobb. Like right. we got to make sure we cover we got those Jared guys. Cook. <laughs> Jared Cook, you know, we got to make sure we cut like you're going to know what's coming. Just win the matchup. Um so going into this game, like Mike McCarthy's system hasn't changed at all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I watched the first four games probably about a month ago. Uh, was asked to do a little breakdown on on Dak from the first four games, and you know, I think his system is relying on who he has at the helm. I mean, when you got Aaron Rodgers at your quarterback, you can call whatever play you want to call. He's gonna make it happen. Right. And I think that's kind of what they started with Dak last year. Cause if you recall, they struggled last year mm -hmm, they to did. start the season and everybody was talking about all the, the passing yards Zach had had and all that type of stuff. But a lot of that stuff came at the end of the game when the game was kind of out of reach. Uh, so I think going into this game tonight, the Buccaneers defense, man, they got everybody back. Everybody. You know how it is when it's your third year in the system, like coaches don't even got to make the check everybody right. knows the check now everybody knows the verbiage the terminology right. like coaches don't have to coach as much when you got the same guys every single year so i'm expecting the bucks defense to go out there and dominate um i want to see dak play well just off of the injury that he had and just want to see him come back healthy i want to see zeke get back to one of the best running backs in the league uh off of the bad year that he had last year because you know, when the Cowboys are good, the NFL is great. Everybody, I know we talk about the Cowboys being America's team, and we like to joke on the Cowboys a lot and all mm -hmm. that type of stuff. But when they're good, it makes the whole NFL have a little bit better buzz uh, about going about it because nobody really want to see the Cowboys win. Uh, so I do hope those guys play well. But I think defensively, the Bucks is just going to be too much, man. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they're, they're returning all starters. All starters are back. And then I haven't even spoke about – the high-powered offense that the Bucks got. No doubt, no doubt. I, th I think it's going to be a tough matchup as well uh, for the Cowboys. You know, with Dak's first game back, you just talked about it, you know, getting all starters back on defense, you know, third year in the system. Um, you know, it's going to be tough, man. Like you say, the verbiage, the continuity, um, just just the brotherhood. You know, everybody's playing for for something greater than, you know, just, just themselves. You know, they're playing for the guys next to them, and it all means something to them. So uh, it's definitely going to be a tough matchup coming back out Zeke's gonna have a tough outing because this you know defense was first in the rush you know last year in yards per game and carry so I, I don't expect you to be able to guard here and run it big time today um so and then Dak like you said coming off a you know injury last year trying to pass it, it you know I can only see Bowles bringing a lot of pressure a lot of different looks um to see how you know how stable you know he is and how comfortable he is back there in the pocket coming off a lower you know extremity injury you got to bring that pressure early on to see if he's able to move and be mobile like you think you know or hope he he can can be that the Cowboys right. are hoping for um and I think you know like you said offensively man uh, we ain't even talked about the power of the, of the Bucks and I think you know the, the Cowboys have struggled defensively here the past couple years anyway on uh, that secondary so it's going to be a tough matchup all the way around uh, we even have some people you know predicting the Bucks to go undefeated this year you know expecting them to back to back Super Bowl champions so I, I guess you know before we get out of here you know I, I got to get it from you you know wh what's your <laughs> Your Super Bowl prediction for this 2022 year? 
Who you got? Oh, uh, man. That's a tough one. Yeah, we going um, all the way to Cali, too. California. California. <laughs> man, that's a that's that's tough. Um, The Bucks, definitely the favorite to come out of the NFC. Yeah. Uh, But I, I do believe that they'll be challenged a little bit by the Packers. Okay. I think the Packers will come back strong, even though they had a wild offseason. Man. Um, I, do think, <laughs> I do think Rocket Man, you know, still believes he got something to prove to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, with how that whole situation happened, and now everybody's on good terms, at least it seems like in the interviews I saw, like he's loving how they're including him in all the personnel stuff and letting him know all that type of stuff. So I, I expect to see the Packers um back at the top as well but out of the afc huh i mean you still got the chiefs you got baltimore you you got uh who else who buffalo. else the chiefs baltimore buffalo uh, yeah. especially off the year that they had uh yeah. last year or whatnot but um i think you still got to go with the chiefs okay um you know just the defense they got most of their defense coming back and mm-hmm. then you still got you know, Pat Mahomes with with something to prove mm-hmm. and, you know, with them losing the Super Bowl, how they lost. Yeah. Like the defense dominating them, yeah. like literally dominating them. I think that you're going to see them with a, a little bit more spark and, um, you know, uh, learning from everything that happened last year. So I would love to see a Bucks chiefs so rematch. rematch. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay, we're going to get a rematch. Has that ever happened before? Uh, when the I'm Buffalo definitely going to have to look that up. Coming back to... Up, Probably the Cowboys Bills back okay, in the day when back the Bills the day. lost like four Super Bowls in a row okay, or something I got like that. Like, so man. it might have been the Cowboys Bills, something yeah, like that. I, I can see the rematch happening. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different with, than you. I'm going to go with the Bucks though. I definitely think the Bucks are going back to the Super Bowl. Um, I think if Tom Brady and their team stays healthy, um, returning their starters, you know, with the, the, the veteran coaching staff, the veteran players, I just think – you know, they're going to have enough about them to go out and get the job done. You know, those guys and, ain't coming there just to go home. Like, they coming there to win in championships, most of the guys on that team. And Antonio Brown yeah. this year will be more featured on offense oh. that we saw last year. So I think he will be back as one of the best receivers in the league. That's my hot take. That's my hot take. Call God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, speaking of his, his his partner, his role partner, you know, Le'Veon Bell with Baltimore. What, what, what What's your thoughts there, man? You know, is he going to be able to crazy? bring that spark? Because he should be healthy. He should yeah, be fresh. Isn't that crazy how the, how the world works? You got <laughs> Le'Veon Bell in a Ravens uniform. Yeah. Last time I saw that, um, Le'Veon Bell, even on that side, he ran me over 2016 on the sideline. Like, I just literally bounced off. I don't even think he felt me. But he ran me over, and I tripped him with my foot. I ain't get fined for it, though. Yeah. But that's, it's, just, it's just wild to think. So whenever they play Pittsburgh, I cannot wait. I hope that he is really featured in getting the ball and doing all that because it would just be funny. It would be funny to see. It will. It will. I, I guess I got off right there, but that's a good one, Le'Veon in uh, Baltimore. <laughs> so I hope he's fresh. I hope he's healthy. Um, Gil's Baltimore. Baltimore, a little bit of a of an up edge if he is healthy for sure. If he's a, you know who he was you know two and a half three years ago, um, that that's going to be special. Um, but I'm going to take uh, Tampa Bay out of the NFC, and I'm going to go with Buffalo out of the AFC. Mm. Man, I like the Bills. Man, um, something Stephon about Diggs. yeah, that's it. You said it. It's something about <laughs> Stephon Diggs, man, and him standing out there watching that ceremony. 
Um, mm. I really felt like he took that offseason, um, and it, it's going to show this year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there, man, possibly in the MVP rankings and, and talks this year, because that's going to be my wild take. You took a receiver, Antonio Brown. I'm going to take Stephon Diggs uh, in the conversation for MVP this year. I know his quarterback is going to be in it, but he's not going to do it without that guy. Man, Stephon got voted captain as well, so congrats to that. And I saw a video of his offseason workout to where he was talking to, like, a fan like I, mm-hmm. I think it was one of those workouts he had let you know some people come check him out and yeah. they were asking him questions about you know he still got stuff to prove mm-hmm. blah 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 and he looked at him and said nah i only got to prove it to myself Ooh. and i was just like "Ooh, yeah wee. yeah i said no yeah doubt. he on a mission he, he on is a mission man and sure. I, I actually saw that as well and then a little bit later after that the guy was like he was telling the guy's story about how he ran a route and dropped the ball. And he was like, dang, you know, so I went to him, hey, yo, come back to me. You got to come back to me. I got this next one. And then, boom, he said, I dropped it again, you know. And then I was like, dang, you know. And then the dude was, oh, man, it was preseason. It didn't matter. He was like, not to you, but to me it did. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. He's like, you can't lose your confidence, bro. So right. I'm just like, man, like, he, he, he legit. Um, I respect his game a lot. So I, I'm excited about watching Buffalo. And I think that defense is strong, too. So I think oh, their offense sure. and defense complement each other to, you know, possibly be able to be a team that can knock Kansas City off uh, in the AFC. If Carson Wentz is healthy, the Colts can be an issue in the AFC as well with their defense coming back. They had, they've always had a top defense, and, yeah. and we didn't even mention the Titans. Yeah, we did. Titans not. will be good this year we with Julio Ooh. King Henry. Ooh. No disrespect, uh, Tennessee. AJ Brown. We ain't even met, like folks are not even talking about AJ Brown since Julio been there. And AJ has been one of the best receivers in the league since he's been drafted. That boy so, went uh, number two. Like imagine think, what type of year he about to have in number two. Julio. Man, listen <laughs> with that number two on. Goodness gracious, alive. So I think football is going to be. A he- I think this season is going to be a lot of fun, man. You got. Tom trying to prove to people that he can play until he's 50. You got Aaron Rodgers trying to prove to people that, you know, I can make my own moves and still be great. You got, uh, you know, Julio. You got all these new faces with new jerseys, with, with guys that got a lot of football left. You know, who's to say in a couple of weeks Cam Newton's not on somebody's team. Right. Lead and charge. I mean, everybody know mm-hmm. how injuries go. So I think this year is going to be a, a season to remember. I think it's a lot of storylines to where – it's a lot of good stuff that can happen. No doubt. And if you want to catch any of those stories and you want to know from guys who actually have did it before, check us out. Secondary Perspective with my dog, Gerard Powers. For sure. Amen. Amen.